Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. So guys, thank you so much for all your messages. Thank you for all your support. So this episode is a very special episode as this is has been asked for and by request requested by uh, Team SWF, which is my clients. So it's the lot of the, cli- a lot of the questions that have been coming in over the last little while, particularly with kind of what's happening with COVID and stuff are a lot of mindset orientated questions and a lot of mindset orientated stuff towards kind of dieting a lot of mindset stuff towards how to kind of not let your the the six inches between your two head win uh, every time and trying to build up resilience and stuff like that i'm definitely no expert in this side of stuff but what i can bring to the table is what i have done myself what i've tried to improve on myself what i have learned from when i did a very big crash diet when i did my shoot what I have learned from my very, very low times through my own mental health issues, from being put on mental meds and stuff like that when I wasn't at my greatest, when I probably shouldn't have, but and also kind of going from gym floor being overtired, overworked in a job I didn't like. And that's the kind of side of things that I just want to make sure that people are are hearing and i just want to make sure that everyone is kind of making sure that they are looking after their own mental health and if this podcast helps or resonates with any one person or any of the team swf or anything like that it's it's been worthwhile so i think the episode title i haven't 100 fully thought up of i've got notes written in front of me and little pointers and if they if i go off on a tangent it wouldn't be like me but i just want to make sure that it's kind of roughly so it's kind of titled improving your mindset around dieting there's already an episode on how to move away from yo-yo dieting so please do check that out there are a lot of topics covered on how to kind of body dysmorphia that kind of stuff with victoria and eve spence there's stuff around menopause uh, with Dr. Philip McKay, there's loads of different topics. So please do look back and check if there's any of these topics that could be covered in more in depth. Um, and it's always incredible to get the amazing guests on that I've had on uh, so so early on in the process. And what's coming through now is a lot more interview requests, which is amazing. Uh, so I'm on the, the day I'm recording. This is the 1st of September. I've got two or three interviews tomorrow and then I've been just sending a message this morning so I'm really really excited for those and see and it's it's a variety of topics as well which is great so straight into the episode I'm not even sure when I'm going to release this by the way Uh, if I will release this I rarely listen back but improving mindset around dieting so the, the first thing that I try to work on a lot is number one is energy it's energy is one of those things that is quite a finite resource we are always kind of we see it as a pride or a sense of pride when we're kind of working ourselves into the ground and i was one of those when I, at the beginning of lockdown that we're kind of running around like a headless chicken jumping around the living room ruining our kneecaps and backs and stuff like that from doing burpees and there's nothing wrong with that if if, if your body can cope with that for vast majority of people they cannot cope with that side of things but most people when they're feeling very very tired it's i don't think necessarily it's physical fatigue it's more mental fatigue and most people when they're feeling fatigued they will decide to do nothing and they will decide to potentially stay and sit on the couch they will decide to do nothing realistically we're never not doing anything we're either watching netflix we're either reading we're either scrolling and all that kind of stuff so it's important to make sure that ask yourself when you're at that kind of low ebb 
of kind of really low, really low energy are you mentally fatigued or physically fatigued i know for from working with girls it's a little bit different that you guys have a very very low um energy levels around certain times of the month which i'm going to talk about uh, later on in the episode but what i try to do is when i'm at kind of my lowest energy point is trying to put away from technology trying to take away myself from reading trying to raise up my energy so to mondays and tuesdays are my hectic days when i have my check-ins i'm very very i get up quite early on a on a monday and a tuesday to try and get my clients sorted so that i can kind of finish up at a reasonable time that's not kind of like 8 9 p.m and i don't want to do that so what i try to do to raise my energy is either go for regular breaks I, what I try to do is try and stay off my phone, uh, off my personal phone and off Instagram. What I try to do is block in a time or an hour, an hour and a half or whatever I want to raise up my energy and go for a walk. So as I record this, I'm literally just back from work and I was very, very tired and mentally tired and mentally fatigued from sitting at a seat on a laptop all day. And I know that what will raise up my energy is staying off my phone, not scrolling. If you have time to stroll, you have time to scroll. So I know that if I go for a walk, it will raise up my energy. It wasn't too hectic. It was a little bit warm out, but I know that if I can raise up my energy by going for a walk, it will make a massive, massive difference to how I feel, how my mindset goes, gets my creative thoughts and stuff going where I come up with my content. And it's also a time for me to kind of chill out and get away from the madness. Um, and it's, I'm blessed that it's it's quite busy at the minute. We're also, we also put one of those things called sleep um, to the back burner of, and the back of our focus for a lot of us sleep is so so important there's a great book by why uh, called uh why we sleep by matthew walker uh which is amazing but it's very very a lot of people struggle with kind of applying um stuff to sleep when they're too busy they prioritize scrolling on their phones they prioritize texting they prioritize going swiping when what has changed for me over lockdown is i have set a cutoff time for both my phones i got a second work phone over lockdown because i felt i was being pulled left right and center by my personal phone and then all my work all my clients and stuff like that were coming in on my personal so what i have done is i have drawn a line saying that i won't go on my phone after a certain time and i won't go onto my phone before a certain time because ultimately what you are doing if you are going if you're going if you're waking up first thing in the morning and then you're going straight onto your phone you're ultimately looking to live and look at someone else's life rather than prioritize on your own. You are looking to look at what someone else is doing rather than focusing on your own. And most people should really focus on their own. It will save you a hell of a lot of energy rather than potentially looking at what Susan is doing on holidays or what Susan is doing on her business or whatever it may be. Sorry, Susan, by the way, uh, that isn't aimed at anyone. But it can be really, really tiring kind of looking at scrolling all the time and rather than kind of turning off the brain. And that turning off the brain doesn't mean doing nothing. It can mean by journaling. It can do by by trying to plan for the next day. And I find that when I am quite mentally fatigued, it's generally when I've had a long day. Uh, I haven't potentially hydrated myself and drank enough water. Uh, and I haven't planned in exercise or, or breaks or anything like that. And it can also be very, very tiring when you are dieting to striving for perfection because perfection perfection doesn't exist. It can be quite tiring looking for that perfect diet, that perfect book to look to create your mindset. And that's one of the things that was kind of coming through when I felt when I was kind of the messages that I was kind of getting was I felt that when people are always looking for more, 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 more information, 
but they haven't necessarily taken in the information or apply the information that they've learned already. Like I've got loads of books above my head and I try to, what I try to do after each chapter is do a recap and write down. So if you looked at any of the books, there's like, it may as well have a five-year-old drawn all over them. But what I try to do is try to recap on that and then can I say, can, how can I apply this? So whether it be a business book, whether it be a mindset book, but there's no point in going from podcast to podcast, book to book and never applying any of the information and looking for this so-called secret perfect mindset around yourself, around dieting, around that kind of stuff. It doesn't exist. It's so personal, so different. And why I look at books and why I get kind of get different ideas is how can I apply them to my clients? How can I apply them to myself? They're amazing for that, but there's no one book, there's no one way that's going to fit everyone. It's about finding that balance, about finding that thing for you. And that's what I say about diets. It's so draining. It must be so, so draining from going from diet to diet and then failing and then you're kind of, you get a little bit fed up and then you kind of potentially overindulge again and then all of a sudden you're back to where you were, if not off in a worse place. And that's not having a pop at anyone. That's just from a conversation that I had this morning with someone about kind of potentially striving for a perfect diet and trying to always be good and bad and all this kind of, those, those kind of negative connotations towards foods. Like food doesn't have a moral background or a moral compass, should I say. There are no good or bad foods. So what I would like you to take out of this from this main point is save yourself the energy the mental fatigue from saying to yourself i can't have this why can't you have this why can't you not say right when when something comes into my head about saying that this is a bad food why don't i just say i actually it's it, it there are no such things as bad food so i can have this can i have it in moderation potentially and it's about understanding that side of things like if you're looking to kind of understand your hunger signals how to kind of be full and all that kind of stuff because i personally don't believe and the researchers say that we're very fortunate in this that we're living in the first world that we don't potentially understand what hunger really is yes there are cravings for girls which i'll go through in a second but there's an incredible book by uh, called the the joy of half a cookie which is really interesting to understand how to listen to your hunger cues some of it can be a little bit airy fairy and wishy-washy for some people but i think it's it's very very beneficial to understand that side of things because too many people mix up kind of the mental fatigue and actual physical fatigue uh, fatigue and then they kind of use food as a comfort use it as a blanket rather than trying to get to the crux of what they're doing and more often than not their kind of the energy is off they're they're very very tired from either yo-yo diet and they're very very tired from trying to be something they're trying to perceive very very tired from scrolling all the time very very tired from trying to take all this new information never applying any of it and never getting wondering why they never get anywhere so it's so so important for us to make sure that we are managing our energy managing our source which is ourselves managing our headspace and there's no such thing as this perfect headspace and that's the one thing that i want to say as well the next thing i want to say number two is kind of for improving your mindset around dieting is kind of how to cope with kind of meals out and stuff like that and i've done an episode already on how to manage kind of the kind of the drinking side of things and how to press reset and stuff like that which Trisha transformation talks about but this kind of alludes to that there are no good or bad foods and some of the tips that i kind of write i wrote up a post on the weekend and it got quite a decent response for it which I was surprised that I'm not sure if it was just a picture of me eating ice cream, but it's it's important for when you are on a diet or on just trying to live your life that it is ultimately about living a life and finding that balance. Like for a lot of for 
for some people balance is one meal out every weekend or having a takeaway with their family every weekend which by all means is amazing and it's so so important at this time to make sure that you are spending time with loved ones and making sure you are making the most of that stuff because we don't know what's ahead of us we don't know what that side of stuff is but if you are out for a meal and you feel uncomfortable ask yourself why are you feeling uncomfortable why are you building up something in your head you're wasting this energy of building something in your head and you are almost setting yourself up for failure you're not allowing yourself to enjoy the moment enjoy the entertainment around you you're almost waiting for it to for your this guilt to build up because you've done so many reps in that negative which i'm going to talk about in a sec but some of the tips that i kind of talk to my clients are about are kind of you could read the menu before you go and say right i'm having this how can i get my protein how can i get my veg into my meals maybe drink some water before and during your meal and stuff like that if you are drinking alcohol maybe have a glass of water before you start drinking and that could make sure that you're kind of feeling a little bit fuller uh, there was one kind of study that showed that people on a diet who drank about i think it was 500 milliliters of water uh drank half an hour of water about half an hour before they ate the meal ate fewer calories and lost 44 percent more weight than those that didn't do it so the other thing that you could do is trying to order your food first so if you're ever out for a meal i know myself is is when you're out for a meal you've kind of sometimes you can get food envy and what can happen when food envy is you're like so say the person beside you your friend has something beforehand saying oh i want to have a hot dog or a burger or whatever like that you're going to be wanting to have that but why not try to be that person that goes no no i'm just going to have this and i don't what i mean by i'm having this i don't mean having a salad like more often than not like i've heard my clients talk about a certain brand called chopped um that's something against chopped but they're quite high calories for what they are they're quite high calories because the dressings the croutons and stuff like that a lot of people think because they're having a salad i was one of those by the way when i had a real job that i was kind of having a lot of those and then i was like why am why am i feeling better why am i not kind of losing weight or getting better body composition one of the things you could do is ask for a sorbet uh, if you want a meal uh, or if you want dessert so some people are a starter and a main person some people are a main dessert person for myself i'm a i'm a main and dessert kind of person i have quite a sweet tooth so i will always say to myself right i'm having the ice cream and it's not about giving yourself permission to have the ice cream it's about saying to yourself right i actually want the ice cream and it's about changing your language changing your mindset and changing how you verbalize and how you how you communicate with yourself because what is ultimately tiring is kind of trying to try to give in to what people think dieting is which is chicken and broccoli and it's not that what i try to encourage my clients is right how can i get my chick how can i get my protein and my vegetables onto my plate if you are on a diet and you're kind of you've got a goal coming up in three or four weeks or whatever it may be and you're trying to find that balance try to go for diet drinks if you're drinking they're kind of like you could get a diet coke or a diet seven up or whatever it may be with your gin or whatever it may be wine is quite calorie dense which means it's quite a lot of calories for the amount that it is beer is the same there's nothing wrong with them if you want to have them well then it's probably better to say to yourself right i'm going to have a little bit less calories either the day before you go out or the day after you go out uh, and that would be my two sets on that in relation to kind of buffets and stuff like that uh, i would probably i wouldn't advise going to them because people are notoriously bad at guessing uh, how many calories and how much food is on the plate 
Um, there's a really good book um, that is very good. By, it's called by Slim by Design by Brian Wansink. And he talks about how to sit and stuff like that. So my advice or his advice on where to sit at a buffet, if you're going to it, is with your back to the uh, food uh, and well away from the food. And then it won't be in your sight's eye and you won't be feel pressure of almost making a contest of how much you can eat. Ask for a few extra pieces of veg up on the side of your plate or even swap out the chips for your veg. If you want the chips, grant, don't worry about it. Uh, but just press reset afterwards. Ask for dressings and sauces on the side um, because quite a lot of them can be quite buttery, quite creamy and all that kind of stuff. There's nothing wrong with dairy. But what it can do is kind of add quite a lot of calories quite quickly to your meals. When you... If you feel that you are quite full, you don't have to eat it all. If you feel you're bursting at the seams and you've had to undo the top button of your jeans or your skirt or whatever it may be, don't be afraid to ask for a doggy bag. Don't be afraid to say, right, I've actually had enough. I'm going to have some of this for later. So say potentially you had a steak and you didn't want the full thing. Don't be afraid to ask for a doggy bag. Uh, there's no, never feel guilty about looking after your own interest. Save that energy for something else. Try to aim for... If you want to count calories, I would probably try to not count calories when you're a night out or on a meal out. There's absolutely no need to. It's You don't want to be the antisocial person taking the picture, having to send it to your coach. You don't want to be that person that is trying to enter the information or be antisocial on your phone. It's about enjoying the entertainment, about enjoying the time with friends. And potentially, if you know you're going to have a meal that's quite a lot of calories well then it's about resetting potentially reducing your calories for a couple of days afterwards because ultimately it is like a bank allowance or bank savings or money spending that you are kind of working towards that side of things so say if you've take if you have fourteen thousand calories a week to spend and you spend three thousand calories on one of the days you have to adjust your budget for the rest of the week and adjust your sp- your spending ultimately and that's what we want to try and do it's so much more once you figure that out and that no food are off limits and you can make smarter choices um, and that no foods are off limits no good or bad foods being flexible about your diet and food choices linked with kind of overall health overall weight management and not stressing about it like you shouldn't be stressing about um, that kind of side of things but if you are pop me a message and I, I will try to advise you a little bit more but my advice is to try not to overthink it try not to build this thing up in your head and put pressure on yourself because you won't be able to enjoy the evening if you are drinking and stuff like that just make sure the next day you're going to go out for a walk and having a couple of drinks and stuff like that and that will ultimately lift your energy rather than scrolling rather than kind of sitting on netflix rather than kind of just watching tv for the absolute sake of it the next one is kind of trying to stay away from like the mindset of a perfect mindset or a perfect diet and i've alluded to this already but for a lot of people their past behaviors are what is fearing them or scaremongering them into trying something new because they've potentially been dieting for 15 20 30 years and nobody should be dieting for dieting for that long that's that's ultimately what people shouldn't be dieting for that long that's not what we want we want people who if they need to get if they need to tweak things or they need to potentially go on holidays whenever we were allowed to go on holidays which i forget what it was like they potentially have like an 8 10 12 week transformation and then it's seeing if they can live around in and around that kind of body composition or weight or whatever it may be but trying to strive for perfection all the time is quite tiring saving your energy striving for aiming for good or bad foods that kind of mentality is it's 
it's it's quite hard but if you're saying to yourself right because of my past behaviors i'm going to go out with this gung-ho mentality this all or nothing mentality and as soon as day one starts i'm like gung-ho right i'm on 1200 calories you're going to end in a disaster you really are you're not going to you're not going to end very well like we all want we all want changes in our bodies we all want changes in our jobs we all changes in our lives really really quickly but i guarantee you will feel better for yourself once you put a little once you figure out that potentially putting a little bit more effort in actually trying to think of it as a, a marathon not a sprint that will take the pressure off you you'll actually almost feel the anxiety or the stress come away from your shoulders and feel a lot better and you'll feel a lot better about yourself the pressure will be off this perfect perfection thing that people have put people up on pedestals potential from social media these perfect diets that people think because someone was on this diet that this will definitely work for them that's not the case so I know there's one highest profile celebrity at the minute that's done a particular diet. It's working for her and I hope it is working for her. Um, and that's the big thing. And if she's more comfortable with it, amazing. And that's the biggest thing. That as long as you're more comfortable in your own skin, you're more comfortable with what your approach is and it's working for you, amazing. But don't try to ram that down someone else's throat. Don't try to say, right, this is the approach that's worked for me. This must work for you. That's not what it is. That's not what we want to try and do. Someone might, keto may work for one person, like someone with epilepsy. Keto has actually shown, research has shown that that might help them. But keto for average Joe or average Susan or Sarah down the road probably wouldn't be benefit. Yes, you're going to lose weight, but can you realistically long last and sustain on kind of low carbohydrates? There are other diets and stuff like that that are out there. I'm not dissing keto, but too many people reduce carbohydrates too quickly and then they wonder why they don't last on anything carbohydrates are not bad carbohydrates are a decent wholesome food that people can particularly when people are craving particularly when girls can crave an awful lot at particular times of the month they can what they can what can happen is they they're kind of their, their metabolic generally the week before the week of it depends on the girl generally the week before the week of the kind of their metabolism speeds up they're looking for a little bit more sugar your body cannot differentiate between the sugar from say fruit and carbohydrates but what can even it out is if you have say a load of rice there's nothing wrong with rice but if you have a load of rice when you're on that time around that time in the month you can it will bring up your energy levels and then you'll have a massive crash and then you'll want food quite quickly or can want food quite quickly but what i try to recommend that if you look at the link in the book or at the book that i've written what can help is if you encourage yourself to eat a little bit more vegetables, try to eat a little bit more fruit. Your body's just looking for a little bit more fuel. It's looking for a little bit more sugar because it's going through. Your body's going through an awful lot of change. It's going to. It's a. It's imagine your body's going. Imagine I'm trying to go from Dublin to Galway, or say London to Newcastle. If you're listening to this over in the UK, and on half a tank of petrol, that's what it's like on the week before and the week of generally you need to put in a little bit more fuel into your body in order to get kind of get it through those weeks in order to adapt to the training you may need to increase your training you may need, may need to reduce your training and trying to facilitate that and trying to understand that is is amazing and it's a game changer if you want to understand how you're as a girl how your body operates my advice would be to listen to episode 45 read the book pop me a message and we can have a we can have a a chat and see exactly how you are looking and how you feel your body around certain times it's so so different from everyone and as soon as you understand that like with the diets that it's so so different for everyone 
then it takes a weight off your mind. Once you understand your body, it's an absolute game changer for yourself. Cravings can be difficult. Cravings can be tough. And if you've been struggling with kind of like the massive, massive period cramps and stuff like that, what can help is kind of taking a painkiller. Some people are not, they don't want to take painkillers and that's understandable, but my advice would be that. It also shows that if you do some sort of exercise, it doesn't say what sort of exercise, but it can shorten the window of the pain. It can shorten the 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 window of the actual cycle itself. So I would encourage you to get some sort of exercise. More often than not, that your body may be quite tired. So what can happen is I would encourage you to go for a short walk. I guarantee you'll feel better afterwards. You may also sleep better. You'll get you off your phone while waste rather than wasting your energy than scrolling. So that's a massive, massive thing, trying to stay away from this perfect diet, perfect mindset. There is no such thing as a perfect mindset. There's so many books, there's so many things. I know there's different books for me that wouldn't necessarily relate to other people or my friends that they're not in that headspace at that time. But I know that certain podcasts or certain books that have resonated with me and we all take different stuff. We all take different gems or nuggets. And I'm quite analytical or um, yeah, I can be quite analytical. But what I kind of take some from a podcast is going to be completely different from someone that's listening to this. You may, if I may, hopefully you're taking something from this and it may be completely different. So from Team SWF, someone may take a point and then someone else may take Z point it, it could be completely different and it's really really important to make sure that and understand there is no such thing as a perfect mindset it's something that you build on over time and that leads me into the next thing that repetition is the mother of all skill I heard this during the week um, and it was it was it, it, it really really resonated with me I'm going to put an email out on it as well we need to stop kind of obsessing over the new stuff like as pts i i was renowned for this trying to be always like top 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 of the game all this kind of stuff and as soon as we try to kind of stop obsessing over the new stuff try to stop obsessing over like the little stuff like um olive oil vegetables all that kind of stuff and how many calories are in those and then we're forgetting about the bigger stuff and like alcohol all that kind of stuff where people will will kind of hone in on the little small stuff that doesn't really like it, it, it unless you're drinking olive oil i wouldn't really worry about it too much but i would probably look at if your lifestyle on a weekend and stuff like that is halting you or you're going out in the on the pace every weekend that potentially could be what's derailing your progress or stagnating your progress and stopping you from getting the, the the body or the mind or the physique and stuff like that that you're looking for and that's what i would i would i would look at stop start executing the stuff you know which is that you that go out for walks that you need to get them decent sleep having some vegetables having some water going out to talk to people talking to friends looking after your own mental health start focusing on the stuff that you do know and apply that information rather than looking for all this new stuff new stuff new stuff looking for the perfect mindset some people enjoy journaling some people don't like journaling some people like yoga some people don't like yoga stop looking for the next quick fix it's not a quick fix it's what we do over time that will stand to us in good stead it's not going to be oh on monday i feel lousy so i'm going to apply this and then on tuesday i feel amazing i'm sort of the 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 perfect life is it has been made now that's not how life works life has bumps in the road and it's about us to adapt to it we choose our suffering man's search for meaning i keep alluding to it i think with the last few solo episodes i've alluded to it it's about choosing our suffering it's about choosing what we want to let us hold us back it's about choosing our journey our path what we want to achieve 
yes, there will be bumps in the road. No person on any journey in their life have they been this straight line of of plain sailing. That that isn't the way. If you look at Messi or Ronaldo or Tom Brady, the American footballer, you do, you don't see what they do in the at the back. You put you're looking at people on social media, looking at their lives from external. Most people don't put up their their negative reel. They put up their highlight reel. You're looking at, at when you're scrolling and stuff like that. You'd more you'd rather focus your energy and your time on what they are doing rather than trying to focus on what you are doing and kind of questioning yourself why are these people so much happier than i am they are focusing on themselves in the background i'm so lucky with some of the people that i've had on some of the mindsets that i've had on have been incredible but they are focusing on them you have to be a little bit selfish don't be afraid to say no to things that you don't want to do if you don't potentially want to go out on the piss say you don't want to go out on the piss say you actually want to go out for a walk do you fancy going for a hike you don't necessarily need to so say if your mindset or say if your mental health isn't amazing going out in the piss ain't going to cure that ain't going to solve that that's draining you that could be potentially draining your sorrows and that's not what we want to achieve what could potentially raise up your energy and help your mindset is probably talking to someone going reaching out to a counselor potentially reaching texting a friend saying how are you most people forget about that small little thing of saying how are you those 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 little words mean so much to someone and i know myself when i go a little bit quiet when I'm feeling a little bit down or whatever, and I do have those days, 100%, I'm not putting myself on a pedestal because everyone has crap days. I know that one of my mates will always be there. And when I go quiet, I'd say within 24, 48 hours, I will get a text from him saying, hey mate, you all right? Do you want to meet up? He'll, he just knows. Your best friends, your so-called inner circle will know where your headspace is at. And don't be afraid to say, right, I'm really struggling today. Don't be afraid. There's no stigma in going, to talk to someone there's no stigma about talking to a counselor there's no stigma about talking to a psychologist we all have stuff going on covid has been hard covid has been difficult there have been days where i haven't wanted to do anything there have been days where i didn't want to show up on social media there's been days where i didn't want to do a podcast there's been days i didn't want to interview anyone there has been days i didn't want to do so training there's been days i didn't want to walk but i knew that if i put one foot in front of the other that I would feel so much better mentally. I would raise up my energy and that would get me going. I know that I, if I, if I, my energy is low, my client's energies will be low. If my energy is all over the place, my client's energies may be all over the place and I won't be able to give them the best me, the best version of me. And that's so, so important for me that I have to give, be the best version of me. It's a lot of pressure, but it's something that I strive on. It's something that I want to work on. And what I want to try and say to you guys, it's not about winning every single day and striving for the best day because somewhere around the corner there will always be a better day and once people realize that it takes a hell of a lot of weight off people's minds and weight off other people's shoulders and it it changes it changes things so so much the next kind of thing that i mentioned there towards the end was kind of removing the i'll be happy when mentality and i think too many people think that when they lose a certain amount of weight that they will be happy and from experience from my own mindset i thought i'd be happy with if i had abs or i'd be a certain weight or anything like that i can assure you that's not the way saying i'll be happy when i'm a certain weight is like trying to predict a lot of numbers you can't predict a lot of numbers you can't predict the future why not try to save your energy why not try to focus on 
where you are at the minute potentially you're a little bit down at the minute why not try to focus on showing some self-compassion why not try to try and work on your breathing trying to work on your anxiety trying to work on you are you how are you in the in the right career have you got an amazing partner have you got a family that you love and focus on the positives rather than trying to always try to be the next thing trying to consume the next thing trying to listen for the next thing the next nugget of gold it can be difficult I put a lot of pressure on myself. I am sometimes I get into this whole mindset of, oh, I'll be happy when I have X amount of clients. I'll be happy when I have X amount of revenue coming in. And I have to, when I when I feel that kind of come in, I take a step back and I'm kind of like, no, I'm taking a couple of hours off or I'm taking a day off or I'm taking the weekend off. That's when I know those triggers are coming up, I will remove myself from the situation and say, no, I am removing myself and I'm going to say no. It's so, so important to have a goal, don't get me wrong, but what can happen once you set a goal is you when, once you kind of get that goal, you will feel the same. You may feel lighter, you may, may feel better in your clothes, but you may not still be happy. You may not be happy where you want, you will always want more. I know from experience from working with people, they get to a certain body composition. They, and for myself, I got to a certain body composition. I was like, oh, is this it? So saying that you're gonna be happy when you have abs or that you're gonna be a certain weight is, is trying to predict the future when you really really can't you why not try to look back at all photos and say i can't believe how far i've come and that's why i encourage people to take progress pictures people are reluctant to do it at the beginning because they're, they're they're not comfortable in their own skin they're not comfortable where they are but they feel that they'll be more comfortable when they get to a point maybe they will maybe they won't but more often than often working with people on a daily basis is there's an underlying self-compassion self-esteem issue something has happened along the line that has caused this sort of issue maybe their parents were negative towards them maybe teachers were negative towards them i know that's where my thing comes from which is teachers were very negative i had one teacher in particular in school and uh, was very very negative towards me and that it really really impacted my self-confidence self-compassion and uh, self-discipline and a lot, it took me a long, a long time to get out of it and some people don't get out of it and uh, because they are always trying to they just feel that it's always the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next diet, the next book, the next mindset book, the next something. When rather they should focus on be still and kind of sit, take a sit back and almost listen to what their head is saying. Trying to take a step back, trying to breathe and trying to understand where is where are these signs, where are these signals coming from? Because we have 60,000 thoughts every single day and most of them, the vast majority of them are are repetitive. And then a lot of them are going to be negative. But it's up to us. And Dr. Amen talks about this, about understanding how to get away from this fact or opinion side of things and these anti-negative thoughts. What can you say if a negative thought comes into your head saying you're maybe, oh, my thighs are fat or whatever it may be. What can you say to yourself to kind of turn that around? I know it should be your next habit. It should be your default. Kind of saying, oh, my thighs are fat. But I feel amazing in these set of jeans. My head looks big in this photo but i look amazing i feel so much more comfortable in this top i it's those small little things along the way doing the reps over time repetition is the key repetition is the mother of all skill and so so important that you do try to do that rather than trying to focus on the next thing try we all look for these shiny new objects that's going to revolutionize our life the next fad diet that's kind of coming in the next product the next car the next phone something that we think is going to instill happiness in our lives 
the next girlfriend, the next boyfriend, the next wife, next kid, that I'll be happy when I have something like this. I'll be happy when I'm traveling. I'll be happy when I am alone. I'll be happy when I have someone in my life. But why not try to focus on how you're feeling now and trying to instill the beliefs that you want to work on and make sure you take enough time for yourself because you only have one you. And if you're not looking after you, no one else will. And it's so, so important that you do kind of look after that side of things. And that is looking after you is ultimately there's only one you're there's only one person and that kind of really matters for yourself. And if you're not looking after that person, how can you expect anyone else to? So the last point that I'm going to talk about is self-acceptance and the importance of it. And I could easily go off on an absolute rant here. I've no idea what minute I'm on. I've no I don't look at the clock on this when I'm talking. So for self-acceptance, it's one of those things that a lot of people struggle with. And it's also important that we understand that there is only one us. It was kind of similar enough what I mentioned there. And I'm very wary about talking about this. I put up a post and I'm just going to kind of talk about the post that I put up. And it seemed to have um, hit home with a lot of people. Um, but after speaking kind of like with lots of clients and stuff like that, they resonated with it. And it seems to be hard for a lot of people to measure their self-worth, measure their and value their own self-worth. I will hold my hands up. I've been very, very guilty of this. But like in 2013, Dove ran an ad campaign. They asked uh, the women to describe themselves to an FBI sketch artist. and But the, the sketch artist couldn't see the person, uh, couldn't see the woman by description at all. So they had to guess, they had to, to, to draw the picture from what they, the way they described themselves. Then they brought in some strangers to describe that, that lady. They, the sketch artist still couldn't see that lady. And the funny thing was that, and the most interesting part was, the people who or the the strangers described the person or the lady as more beautiful than she described herself. They were very, they were very different pictures. They, they just showed that a lot of people are very hard on themselves. We don't give ourselves enough compliments. We don't give any give ourselves any recognition of what we have achieved, whether it be that we've we've lost say two or three kilos we all want we always want that more why not focus on losing the first pound rather than trying to lose 20 or 30 and make sure that you've got the the processing process done correctly for losing that first pound so you can go on to the second pound rather than trying to aim for 20 pounds doing it the wrong way and then ending up back with two or three more pounds on you and trying to focus on that you need to make sure you're getting record, like give yourself some recognition of what you've achieved, whether it be that you're doing incredibly well at work, that you're giving the, the, your credit yourself the credit for that. Are you a business owner and you've started something from scratch? Have you got two amazing kids and giving yourself credit for raising them up? Have you got an amazing family and you're doing incredibly well to balance that? And it's so, so important that we give ourselves enough credit, hold ourselves that we to uh, hire we we almost put others up on pedestals for doing things but we never give give ourselves enough credit for doing things and putting one foot in front of the other on most days there are days when we don't want to do anything there are days that we don't want to do anything and we ended up sometimes we don't do anything um but it's important for what we do on the the majority of the time that will ultimately lead us to where we ultimately want to go wherever that is everyone has different goals everyone has different standards everyone has different things going on 
and I think one of the things that from working with with men and women particularly parents is they don't give themselves enough credit for what they've done how they are balancing work especially if you have your own job we don't you guys don't give can some of you can feel a little bit negative towards yourselves saying that I don't think I'm ever doing enough but what's the rush what's like it's not a race it's weight loss shouldn't be a race and what can happen is you're scrolling on social media you're seeing someone is say 20 or 30 pounds down in 12 weeks but you don't know where that person started from you don't know where that person's did they struggle with this for a long time did they have stories or something like that going on in the background did they have mental health issues did they have a career that they lose their job we don't know other people's stories so when people are seeing when you're seeing like testimonials and stuff like that some of the stories that i get are incredible and it's the people that i work with on a daily basis because they, they, they do not just because they're listening to this but they do inspire me because a lot a lot of people have had a lot of stuff thrown at them um, more so than I think a lot of people realise we walk past people in the street not knowing their story and then we put them up on pedestals we don't know what these people have lived we don't know what people have potentially endured we don't know what experiences they've been through we don't understand what family history they've got we don't understand what financial history that they've got they don't understand what body image body dysmorphia images they've got of themselves but yet we will walk past a stranger and be so harsh and self-critical to ourselves and we'll be so harsh and self and very critical to those people if they don't look a certain way. So it's not only about accepting who we are, it's accepting what other people are to us as well. As soon as we kind of remove this whole perfection ideology from our mindset, our lives, life becomes a hell of a lot easier. Life becomes a hell of a lot happier. Life becomes a lot more fulfilling. Life becomes a lot more profound and exciting like if you've already thought that you've lived your best day you're in for a fright there's always something around the corner that's going to excite you and something that's going to ignite the fire in you something that's that's going to put hairs in the back of your neck and, and make sure that you are there you are the person that you want to be that's that and you're able to understand and, and enjoy that moment as much as you can because i don't think a lot of people enjoy the moments when they are in them they're potentially scrolling they are looking at their phones they are distracted they are too busy thinking of what other people think when when they should be trying to concentrate on the now live in the present what i've done i have a lot of reflecting have a lot of reflection during lockdown i have my planner i have my journal every single day and if i don't do that i know that i i've messed up and i've and I'm, this isn't boasting but i've 90 days out of the last 90 days i've journaled once in the morning once in the evening almost an accountability goal to myself that in the morning i'll set a little goal saying what i want to do with either kind of work stuff or personal stuff or fitness stuff or fun stuff and i'll and i'll write those out and then at the end of the day i hold myself accountable saying am i going to get these done some some people are quite competitive and some people like that other people don't like to plan they like to live more life free and easy and that works for them and if they are at where they want to go and they where they want they want to be by all means for, for for most people a lot of people will plan their lives a lot of people will plan their social lives but they won't necessarily plan what they're trying to do like i when i talk about meal prep um a lot of people will try to do it on sunday but sunday potentially they're a little bit hungover so their energy might not be amazing why not try to do it on a monday or a tuesday 
may potentially a Tuesday when you may have a little bit more energy. Monday you might be still a little bit jaded from the weekend. Why not try to do it on a Wednesday and try to do it then? Like you don't have to prep every single meal in order to lose weight. But it helps to understand that if you have your dinners cooked or something in the freezer and you're feeling tired or fatigued, you know you can concentrate on pretend you're going to get out your walk. You know that you can just stick that in the microwave and it'll be ready in three, four, five minutes. And having something stock stockpiling food, it could take probably half an hour to an hour a week, if even. Um, some people can cook meals in 15 minutes and batch cook that way and then have their food done that way. Some people like variety. Some people like to eat the same stuff all the time. I know myself, I people are always baffled about me and takeaways. I don't particularly enjoy them. I'll have them, but I just don't feel great mentally or physically after them. So I tend to try to avoid them or highly processed foods as much as I can. I just feel blur after them, so I don't really eat them. And it's about understanding what's for you, about what's what's important to you, and that then the rest will come along. So I've kind of gone off on a tangent, which I thought I might I with, with kind of this stuff. So the ways to kind of improve your mindset around dieting is making sure your energy is on point. It's trying not to stress about meals out, understanding that there's no perfect mind, body or diet, removing the I'll be happy when kind of mindset, understanding kind of cravings and kind of removing the kind of good or bad foods, stigma around things understanding that repetition is the key and is the mother of, of all skill kind of not sweating the small stuff is really really important as well and it's really really important to implement the the the, the, the info that you've learned already and not trying to always look for it for the for the new thing and not trying to look for this new fancy shiny object and one of the big things and the last one is kind of the self-compassion and self-acceptance you have to understand that people everyone has something going on someone at some point in this world someone at some point in this lifetime has felt and has been gone through the same situation as you and more often than not they would have got through it so it's up to you to try and put one foot in front of the other try to deal with it in a way that it works for you and not just try to almost self-sabotage food is never going to be the answer for that side of stuff and if you are struggling with this side of stuff please do talk to a dietitian or a mental health professional but reaching for food isn't going to make you and is going to isn't going to have the answer. Reaching for food is a way to soothe and then you feel quite rubbish afterwards. And that's not that's just a recipe for disaster. So, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I will probably listen back. I'm not going to lie. If you've enjoyed this episode at all, please do ask any questions. If you've if it's resonated with you at all, please do tag me up on your story. Um, and leave a review up on iTunes up on Spotify the more people that listen to this the more people can remove themselves away from yo-yo dieting more self-acceptance more understanding of how they feel so some, hopefully you've got something out of this hopefully you've taken some sort of message out of this and I really hope you have um, so any messages or anything like that please do I'm always interested in feedback and if there's anything that you've learned or taken away from this. So guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and I will talk to you very soon.